Hi, this is Pastor Janet coming to you today from Tulsa, Oklahoma. In Luke 10, we read the account of the Good Samaritan who stopped to help a man who was mugged on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho. Thieves robbed the man, beat him up, left him dying on the road and ran off. Do we read that before long a priest came by and saw the man and helped him right away? No. A priest came by, but shockingly enough, he crossed to the other side of the road to avoid the man who needed help. Do we read that pretty soon a Levite or religious man came along, saw him and helped? No. He also crossed to the other side so he wouldn't have to walk near him. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Only the Good Samaritan had compassion on the man. Only the Good Samaritan flowed in the supernatural force of love. He didn't turn away or cross over to the other side. He didn't ignore anything. He nursed the man's wounds and provided transportation for him. He even paid for the man to spend the night in a hotel. He did the best he could to help him. It's important for us to locate ourselves in this story because the three men who passed by the wounded man are a picture of the body of Christ. God, help us to never be the priest or the Levite who doesn't stop, but to be the Samaritan who does stop. The truth is, following compassion may not always be easy, but it is always right. I remember years ago, we had a day off and had driven down to the Lake Eufaula area of Oklahoma. It was a no-makeup-hat kind of day for me, and I really wasn't looking forward to seeing anyone. I just wanted to relax. As the day went on, Mark and I decided to go to Brahms for a milkshake. As I waited in the car while Mark went in, two men came out of the store. It appeared to be a father and son, with a younger man helping an elderly gentleman walk. As they walked near our car and got into theirs, compassion welled up inside of me. Honestly, I thought, you got to be kidding me. Not today. No way. I don't want to get out of this car and talk to anybody. It's my day off. About that time, Mark came out, got in the car, and turned the key. Wait, I said. Why? Mark answered. I just feel like I should go talk to that man. Well, you better do it then, he said. I knew it was right. I knew missing God would ruin my day. I would have been miserable the rest of the day. So I walked up to their car and tapped on the window. When the elderly man lowered his window, I said, I was sitting in the next car and I saw you come out and I just felt impressed to ask if I could pray with you. Really, the man said, I just got released from the hospital and we're on our way home. I would love for you to pray with me. He took off the little baseball cap he had on and he put it over his heart. We closed our eyes and I began to pray for the Holy Ghost to strengthen his body and for healing to flow into him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I didn't pray long or even pray loud. When I finished, he thanked me. I told him he was very welcome. It's as simple as that. Following compassion doesn't mean booming voices or visions. 
It doesn't mean handwriting in the sky. Instead, compassion is a divine flow that supernaturally pulls or draws you towards someone. As you follow this flow of compassion, you will be following God. Where are you drawn today? Follow compassion to wherever and to whomever it leads. Ask the Holy Ghost to lead you, and He will. I'm so glad you tuned in today. If you're interested in a copy of my devotional, The God Life, go to our website, wctulsa.org. Join me again tomorrow as we find out more of how to live beyond the ordinary.